What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bold Podcast by Legendary Movement. I'm your host, Rose. I'm Brianna. And we are here with our special guest. Uh, many of you guys, he is new to our church. Well, not really, but he is. Um, many of you guys know him by Save Not Soft. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Gabby suggested that he get it that, like, as a tap. Like, wouldn't that really? be dope? Save Not Soft? <laughs> yeah. Where on his forehead? I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> Maybe, like, on his knuckles or something. <laughs> 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 no, that's not like it. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> but we have none other than Henry here. Say hi, Henry. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we have Henry in the house, and um, yeah. So we're just gonna get into our new episode. Um, so we started off this season with demonic, demonic talks. Uh, yeah, sure. Talking about the supernatural, spiritual side. So it was demons. Then it was strongholds. Mm-hmm. And then today is going to be, because <laughs> my head is just everywhere right now. <laughs> today is going, we're going to be speaking about generational curses. And when I tell you the devil did not want us to record this. Bro, bro, <laughs> you don't understand. No, like, like I real. wish you guys understood. This is probably what, like our, this is probably our fifth time trying to record yeah. this or trying to have somebody to record it with or like, it's just been, been a struggle. So I know that this is very much needed. I know that we need to have this episode. I know that we need to expose what the enemy's doing it because we don't even know what he's doing sometimes. So do you want to start off by telling our listeners a little bit more about yourself and giving them like a short version of your testimony? Hmm. Well, my name is Henry. A lot of people know me by Save Not Soft. Period. Um, I'm 29. Birthday was last Sunday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Born and raised in San Francisco, California. Uh, grew up as a Christian. Then as a teenager, I left the ways of God. And then, long story short, met my wife, who was my beautiful girlfriend at the wife. time. Get a Michelle. Yes, beautiful wife. We love her for many reasons. She's in here too, so. <laughs> but yeah, um, she uh, God used her to bring me back into the ways of God. I've been serving the Lord for about, I believe, seven years think so yeah and here we are now nice wow that was really good i I want i want the listeners to know what the power of prayer and fasting is can you tell us a little bit i know that this is not the uh, a podcast for that yeah but i need you to tell them how god used me to bring you back okay you want me to say it i need you (laughs) me is not even here to speak for herself so she she's like literally, literally sitting right in front of me, guys. She's just really shy. So, Henry, <laughs> you tell us. Well, um, okay, we have a lot of shy people <laughs> up in here. Well, uh, she started off going to church first. She went to a, a retreat, three days, two and a half nights to a retreat. She came back like, bro, I'm going to do stuff the right way. Say, like, your, say everything right. Say, like, no shame. Okay, well, she was like, straight up, I'm going to do everything the way God wants me to. And um, if we have young listeners, but, you know, I'm talking about everything was going to be different <laughs> in every aspect of the relationship. Wait, so, how, okay, time out. How far are you guys, like, in to the relationship already? Like, like I, they were living together. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, together. like, time-wise, like, how long have you guys been together at this point? Ten years. <gasps> okay. Ten years <laughs> together, seven <laughs> years married, right? Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm saying, like... Like at that point. At that point? Yeah. 
It was like a, a year or two, I think. Oh, okay, cool, cool. A cool. year or two, I don't really remember. But but yeah, she went to church first with, I believe it was our kids. I believe it was Armani and Brianni. And she just went by herself to church all the time. And uh, I guess one day she just well, started asking people to pray for me. And then um, she was introduced what fasting was and prayer. And this girl would literally lock herself in the room, pray, while I would be out doing my thing. Or I would be with my homies and, like, just coked out, smoking weed. Hood rat stuff. Yeah. Doing hood rat stuff with my hood rat friends. Yeah, she would be home literally just crying her heart out, praying, and just asking people to pray pray for me. And uh, I remember I would throw the Bible at her. I would uh, curse at God. I would. I was just. I just wasn't feeling. It. I was just like, whatever you do, you and do. But I stuck around. I stuck around. I stuck around because you know I loved her. I was trying to rock with her. Aww. But um, long story short, yeah. One day I woke up, took a shower, sniffed some coke, smoked some weed, and I was like, Hey, babe, I want to go to church today. You went to church high. I went to church high off coke and weed. Damn. So I went to service and uh, I always remember the pastor. He was preaching on uh, people who have the smile now cry later tattoos. And I have those tattoos on my shoulders. And he started preaching on like, yeah, right now you guys are living your life. You're smiling. You're rejoicing. You're having the time of your life. But the day you die and you open your eyes and you're in hell burning for eternity, you're going to be crying for another chance. And that has always stuck to me. And then next thing I know, I was coming to church more often, like once a month, twice a month. And then next thing I knew, I was at a retreat myself. And I went I, with you. Yeah, she went. Rose was with me, but I ain't Wait, gonna lie. Did Michelle go to this retreat? No. Oh. Nah, she went to another one. This okay. was like probably okay. like a year or two after okay. she went. But we went to the same retreat that she went to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was dope. I mean, the subject they touch on is dope. You know, and they actually like hit on some of this stuff. Like they get like deep into like what you've been through in life, and they like ask you certain questions and. But they get in there deep, and long story short, yeah, I ended up giving my life to God, and I mean, it wasn't like drastic change. Yeah, I gave up smoking weed, I gave up uh, doing coke, but here and there, I was still like going to parties and drinking, and I wasn't really firm. But you know, thank God we're here now. Hmm. Period. It's kind of it is. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> one day, one day, we'll give the full testimony. Yep. <coughs> All right, so. Let's go back into our topic about generational curses. Um, does anybody want to give like a brief explanation of what a generational curse is? Or do you guys want me to do it? I mean, I guess we could just put all whatever. I mean, um, we could just put our inputs, whatever definitions we got. I'm pretty sure um, it might be similar. Okay. So my definition is kind of like what your past generations, as in like your parents and your grandparents, um, like kind of like quote-unquote the curses mm -hmm. um that they have going on for many people it's like divorces for other people is um i don't know drugs other people has to be like certain types of addictions yeah that's my understanding of it yeah that's what i got too um i wrote down that a generational curse is something that is passed on from one generation to another with the same problem that are reoccurring in your father's grandfathers and etc. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much pretty much what you reap is what you sow. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got pretty much the same thing. Something that is passed down from one generation to another, habits, behavior, choices, same problem problems that are reoccurring. So pretty much the same thing. 
so so now that we know what a generational curse is like i feel like i when i was studying i kind of figured out what my generational curses okay. were okay give it to us <laughs> like i, I don't guess know we're on examples now huh? for yeah. examples <laughs> i mean like i said last week uh feminism i feel like that was like a big one um i that's feel interesting that that's a generational curse I know it doesn't really sound like a generational curse, but I mean, it could be also like um, a lot of people don't know this, but it's like mostly health stuff, too, mm -hmm. like yeah. um, like diabetes or cancer or asthma. I have asthma. My kids have asthma, guys. So pray for that. But like asthma and stuff like that. Alcoholism. Well, I, mm -hmm. This is not me. OK, I don't have <laughs> alcoholism. <laughs> alcoholism. Like, like I'm not an alcoholic. I swear. <laughs> I'm just I'm naming some. But like gambling. Each episode is you trying to convince people otherwise. <laughs> okay. I know. Right. Stop. <laughs> no, but for real, guys, I, like, kid, I, kid. I promise you guys. Um, divorce. You said divorce. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fear, depression, um, anorexic, mm -hmm. uh, bulimic, all that stuff. Even. OK, maybe this one is me. Mm -hmm. Like being fat and eating everything. Like I love to eat, and that's I don't think that's a generation. You don't think so? <laughs> so I think how that's is just your habit? <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. You just call me fat. No, I think that. Well, if anorexic is a generational curse because you're teaching, like you're passing that on. Yeah. Can't you like teach your kids to overeat, and then they teach their kids to overeat? I guess I don't think I've ever looked at it like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I eat until like. I'm about to explode, so. And I know my kids Gluttony. do, too. Gluttony. What is that? That's like when you're, like, eating and you feel full and then you start eating more. Yeah, I'm going to break that off right now in the name <laughs> of Jesus. Because that's me. <laughs> so, do we just have bad eating habits or do we just have a generational curse? <laughs> I'm confused. We need deliverance from eating too much. No, for real. No, yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, guys. So when I was doing some research, um, I found the original curse. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the original curse, but it was with Adam. And the original curse was with Adam. And that's why we're all sinners, if that makes any sense. But um, his sin affected his family and everyone else to come because sin creates a chain and the chain creates a cycle that continues to the next generation. I hope that kind of made sense for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it makes I sense. Would, it made sense. To Are you me. sure? <laughs> yes. Like you're looking confused. No, no, it makes sense. Basically, um, because of Adam, there is sin, which I think most of us know. And if you don't, um, you should go read the Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no shade. Um, and like anything in life, or not anything in life, but for the most part, when we see, it's kind of like that saying that they use in school, like monkey see, monkey do. Mm -hmm. So as kids, when we see our parents do certain things, we kind of continue on those cycles like you guys were sharing about this whole coffee incident <laughs> you guys feel the need to reward yourselves and yeah, reward so your kids i think they're addicted to coffee yeah i don't know <laughs> Aren't if you we guys all? heard it's that addiction. but me and my family have this thing if we do the l slightest little thing like if i make my bed i need to reward <laughs> myself with a coffee not a home coffee but a Starbucks coffee, okay? If I take my kids to school, I'm like, damn, I did a good job. <laughs> I'm about to go get a She's coffee. Like, I walked across the street. I don't even walk <laughs> to drop off my kids. I deserve a coffee. No, like, I literally live two blocks away from my kids' to school, oh and I drive God. them to school every morning. And I go get a coffee every morning because... Spirit of laziness. You know what? <laughs> Why is this podcast all about me all the time? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. A lot of you guys would say, like, it's not fair that you guys are responsible for what 
your grandparents did or your parents did but the supernatural world the, the spiritual world doesn't operate in fairness mm-hmm. it operates in the spiritual laws and mm-hmm. what are the lo- the laws it's you reap what you sow i yes. think she's reading off of my notes because i wrote the exact same no thing. way two two <laughs> 1993 people i'm just kidding yeah that made no sense for you guys we're both the same year Okay, and we yeah, think I was like. so confused. Born in like, the same year. Is that like a radio born station? Like, not nah, born in the same year. <laughs> We're born in the same Me, year. So what radio y'all like. listen to? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into like, what are some of your examples of your generational curses that you had? Me personally, a big one in my family, I believe, was um, uh, physicalness. Well, I guess you could, yeah. Physicalness. Yeah, physical mm-hmm. illness, uh, oh. diabetes. A physical yeah. illness, okay. Physical, <laughs> physical. I know, I thought physicalness. Me too. Nah, nah, huh? physical illness. Okay. But um, throughout my family's generations, a lot of people have died from diabetes. It just took a toll on them. They started with one toe, then an ankle, and their foot, and the legs were gone, and then were dead. Oh. You know, and um, I've seen a lot of people in my family, like even my brother who's in El Salvador, he's diabetic, he's skinny. Wait, you're Salvadorian? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah, that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But um, he's skinny, and, and he has diabetes, you know. And um, I ain't going to lie. The day I gave my life to Christ, I was like, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to have diabetes. You know, I rebuke that generational curse. And I kid you not, every time I go to the hospital to get tested or whatever, like I do it every couple of years where I check uh, if I'm diabetic. And every single time I go, my doctors tell me, like, um, we were kind of surprised, you know, we're like, you know, since you're a big guy, we assumed you probably had like diabetes or something. Yeah. And then, but all my A1Cs and all my blood sugars come out perfectly fine, normal. Yes. So I truly believe that God, you know, cut that off starting with me. That's so that's one point. personal thing. Then I was going to say, um, because a lot of people don't think that generational curses are still a thing when you're Christian. But they are. I see. Oh, <laughs> go. go ahead. Well, I see in so many quote unquote family, qu- Christian families, I guess you can say, um, like one of them, which which we like talked about very briefly last week was mm-hmm. pride. Oh, um, and I do think that might be like a generational curse because you see it within so mm-hmm. I, at least I've seen it within so many families where like the father is prideful. So their kids are prideful or like macho. Yes, exactly. Machismo. That's another one. Um, another one would have to be maybe also kind of like feeling entitled, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like the way that your parents raised you. Like mm-hmm. you sit there and your parents kind of feed you this idea that you're entitled of everything. Um, yeah, those are just some that I like some that I see within like the church. That I think sometimes get overlooked because it's like, oh, that's just who they are. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just their personality. But it's like, mm, is it though? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wrote down too in my notes that. That Jesus defeated Satan's power on the cross, but the presence of demons was not removed. Mm-hmm. So, like, just like there's demonic entities, like, you know, there's an open door. Just so, okay, sorry. Uh-huh. So now that we're, like, getting into this already, <laughs> mm-hmm. here begin my questions. <laughs> uh, so I apologize in advance. But, for example, because um, you mentioned how many people believe that, like, if you are a Christian family, like, there are no generational curses. Hypothetically speaking, let's say, like, before you in your family the generational curse was like divorce right Mm -hmm. is that and you broke it off is it possible for like your future generations yeah to okay cool 
um, because there's curses that we walk in, even if we're Christian or even if you're not Christian, but we have to literally war against them. Like we're, we're aware of it Mm -hmm. in my family too. It's divorce. Yeah. But uh no same here oh wow we're all here (laughs) yeah no the only difference here is i'm not married to you guys not yet Mm -hmm. soon whoa but like a couple years couple years yeah we'll see no but um (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yes, just not now. That's or the goal. That's soon. the goal, you guys. That's yes, goal. that is the goal. Give me like five, six, Seven six years. years. Yeah, <laughs> but just like God defeated fear, anxiety, we have to. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I get scared. Like, we're all we are all human. We yeah. all get scared. We all get like anxiety of something, but we have to literally take that captive, and we have to literally make a choice. We have to make a choice, and um, we have to use the Holy Spirit to go ahead and guide us in another direction if anybody else wants to say that anything else no that's really good in my opinion i don't know if you want to add on to i mean i was listening to a couple of people and um they talked about the generational curses and how some believers will have them and they they explained that sometimes um we don't pray for those specific generational curses a lot of times we're like lord forgive us uh you know, for doing this and that, and we yeah. focus on ourselves, like, forgive me for this, forgive me for that. Like but the Bible also says that, I wrote it down, it says, if they confess their wickedness and the wickedness of their forefathers and their unfaithfulness, which they have committed against me, and also in their acting with hostility towards me, I also was acting with hostility towards them and brought them into the land of their enemies. Then if their uncircumcised, sin-filled hearts are humbled and they accept the punishment for the wickedness. Basically what this says in the beginning, it says, if they confess their wickedness and the wickedness of their forefathers and their unfaithfulness, basically speaking that, you know, we got to pray for our sins that we committed and the ones that are past generations committed against God. Just like I wrote that down, it says that we're not responsible for our parents' sin or mm-hmm. our grandparents' sins, but we still have to repent from them mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. break that legal yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the enemy has legal right <clears throat> over your life, he literally has, like, the legal right. Like, he has, he he's allowed to be there. And if you're too prideful to say, like, no, I'm not going to go ahead and, like, repent yeah. or whatever, they're still going to have the legal right, and you're just going to be there prideful. I think that's that's where, like, me personally, I see where, like, I feel that strongholds and generational curses kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Because a stronghold is basically a safe place, you know, a place of comfort, of protection. And if we have something in, like, say, in our mind, say somebody is struggling with anger, you know, and they can't hold that. That's a stronghold in their life. That's basically a safe place for the enemy to just hang out in their anger and use that in their life. You know, a person that does with lust, you know, he keeps having these lustful thoughts. The enemy is going to sit there comfortably and you're never going to be able to you know, move forward with God. And I think the same thing because generational curses, your family could be like all my dads were, my dad was a cheater. My uncle was a cheater or this, that, you know, that can be a generational curse as well. And as well can be a stronghold in somebody's life. It reminds me of the story that um, pastor Eli always says, like there, there's um, two sons with a dad and their dad was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and he saw him do like really bad things. And one of them grew up to be just like, his, his dad, dad and an alcoholic and he was like i'm like this because of my dad yeah honestly blah, blah, blah. that's like i hate when people use that excuse <laughs> like you don't well, i'm like this because mm-hmm. of my dad yeah it's like no you're like that because like you want to be like mm-hmm. that okay that sounds so mean. 
No, they're People like that because it's a stronghold and a generational yes. curse. But it's like you should. I feel like it kind of goes back to the Bible too, where it's like God did give you that free will to like stay there or get better in life. You know, mm-hmm. so why not take the opportunity to make something bad? better you know a lot of people don't really really know how to stop that in their lives. well that's the well, thing this is why we're yeah. here uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's a lot that's a thing because a lot of people are like well i'm like this so mm-hmm. why should i even like change i'm like this blah 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 yeah but it's like that's why we're bringing we're shedding light and we're giving you guys some tools to go ahead and break those generational curses off because we don't want like you to suffer your kids to suffer your grandchildren to suffer and yeah we're thinking literally in generational um statuses because god is not just a god of now god is a generational god so even like if we can have generational curses just like we have generational curses we have generational blessings yes so that's another thing guys so i don't want you guys to think that we're just like talking about demons and strongholds and generational <laughs> curses and stuff <laughs> so we're not that because every, everybody loves blessings but they don't want the curses period <laughs> I mean, of course, we don't want the curses. But yeah, like, but they, they learn. They, they're like, yeah, I'll accept the blessings, but I don't want to learn about the curses. Yeah. And we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So just like we said, like, for sure, you guys have to repent of your parents' sin, your grandparents' sin. I've done that. I know my sister has done that. Um, for our family, our family was very much like they li- like to get their the their cards read, which is like um, tarot. So now that we've heard a little bit about... Um, some examples of strongholds and generational curses and how they differentiate. I don't know how to say that word. Neither, so I'm not even going to try. Like How How they're they're different. different. (laughs) (laughs) How they're different. How can we break them? You first begin by seeing break every chain. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And you declare that. I mean, Gabby, Jackie, to come over here and sing. Exactly. Um, And then you declare that over your life. I'm kidding. Um, No, but real talk, how do you guys break that? So me, um, when I was studying, um, this brother shared a verse. So Romans 5.18 says, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. So Jesus. That's the answer. Jesus is the answer. Me personally, like I said earlier, that I gave my life to Christ, but I was specific on that because i've seen how diabetes like ran wild through my family my uncles have died from it my grandmother has died from it and um just right now god's revealing stuff to me that i need to pray for too um period but um yeah like what coffee huh no my grandfather actually died from prostate cancer oh my gosh sorry yeah so i was like oh that just popped up gotta pray about that and then i just recently i found out that a couple of people in our family have like kidney disease so and my my oldest daughter was born with kidney oh disease. Oh my gosh! And my nephew has kidney disease. Oh my so gosh! So I didn't really so know true. about that. I thought it was just some um, random. But but you know what's crazy? Because a lot of people don't like. You guys probably think we're crazy over here because we're saying like, oh well, she has kidney disease, and then his nephew has kidney disease, and this person has kidney disease. But literally, the doctors say it. Exactly. The doctors, <laughs> when you go to the hospital or the doc, the yeah. like an appointment, they're like, it looks like it's genetic, mm-hmm. or it looks like it's um. I don't hereditary. know. Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Every time I say hereditary, I think of a dog because we use that for dog <laughs> language. <laughs> but it's hereditary and it's genetics or it runs in your family. Literally, they say that all the time. And we're over here acting like there's no such thing as generational curses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, Like I said, with my kids, like I have asthma. Pep has asthma. Oh, Pep is my husband. <laughs> Pep has <laughs> In case asthma. y'all didn't know. 
my kids all of my kids have asthma but i'm like yeah no i didn't know about the generational curses until i started coming to church so i broke that off in the name of jesus amen um and thankfully thank god you know glory to god that my kids have not had an asthma attack in years mm-hmm. in years but um that's one thing too um of course jesus jesus is always the answer right mm-hmm. but it's also a decision you have to mm-hmm. make um that if it doesn't agree to god's word it won't be your portion so of course that we can't like say diabetes is not god's will so it's not our portion but you also have to go ahead and war against it mm-hmm. with yeah. the word that's why guys if you guys don't read your bible what are you doing like for real like is the answer to everything <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally the reading it and applying it and applying Ooh. it period yeah you no honestly because you can know the bible like you know the back of your hand but do you mm-hmm. actually put it to use mm-hmm. now that is the real question mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. yet again what, what do, do I, I know, know? yeah for <laughs> real <laughs> yeah so you guys have to declare spiritual warfare against that spiritual force and literally fight back with the word of god mm-hmm. because if you don't then you're just literally letting the enemy win and you're just like sitting there watching you die <laughs> well and your generations to and come. your generations <laughs> to come literally yeah but okay so like you guys are parents i'm not well, um, you are <laughs> to dogs to but dogs. like <laughs> i don't know what their generational curses are <laughs> Me eating chicken nuggets like at 12 p.m <laughs> uh, but for example you guys yeah like i mentioned you guys have kids so it's like how do you for uh, parents out there what do you guys have to do in order to like make sure that your kids don't fall into that cycle that like their ancestors want train to them in the ways of the lord show them in the way yeah <laughs> like what what do you mean though like let's like for my family i don't know my dad's family but i know my mom's family yeah and my mom's family they're not big drinkers they're not that's good they're not drug addicts some of them <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just thinking like i'm thinking my immediate family right like i don't yeah. think like they're not whatever and i feel um, like i don't i never had that like this des- i never had okay. that desire to to do that stuff so yeah. i don't feel like your kids would my kids would but i know like other things like that are not my family but are part of my kids family like my husband's family yeah like that was a big thing like alcoholism um drugs uh they have health issues and stuff so yeah i of course in the ways of the lord show them the ways of the lord mm-hmm. and um like godly parents you so certain characteris- mm-hmm. characteristics in your kids like following jesus like praying and like if we don't go to church my kids think it's weird <laughs> like i don't know about like other kids but my kids literally like if we don't go on a friday or f- last week we had or yeah last week we had my sister-in-law's um gender reveal and my kids were like so that does that mean we're not going to church it's like no we're going to church and then gracie was like heck happy if she she doesn't go to church school she says she's like i'm so sad i want to go learn so i'm like dang they're already learning yeah so that's like sewing characteristics in them um also praying did i already say that yeah and in second timothy verse one chapter one verse five um it talks about how god was saying or Peter was saying, like, I knew you and I knew your mom and mm-hmm. I knew your grandmother. So that's that means that his faith, the one that he was talking to, the person he was talking to was inherited by his mom. Yes. And his mom inherited her faith from her mom. Mm-hmm. 
So that's there goes another like generational. All right, well, I wrote down uh, Deuteronomy 28. In the beginning of that verse, it talks about um, that chapter. talks about they'll be like the benefits of uh, being obedient to God. You know, you reap blessings and everything, but it also talks about the curses of being disobedient. Ooh. You know, and then um, he's talking to to believers. You know what I mean? He's talking to people who believe in him. You know, and there's consequences for believers who just decide to live, you know, a worldly life, even though you know the truth. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen that with God's own people, that they've rebelled against God many times, and then we've seen the consequences of that. And he even says that there was curses on their families and generations and generations because of their disobedience. See, this is why you oh guys my. have to be careful, because for all you know, you may be starting your own generational curse. Not you guys, Ooh, but I'm saying so like, true. Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's listening, because I feel like so, so many of us focus on breaking the ones that like we, we have, we have that we forget to like not start a new one. Mm -hmm. Wait, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. When you were just talking, Henry, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just like her. My coffee hasn't hit me yet, but <laughs> <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. So, you know how God used Moses to take people out of e his people out of Egypt, mm -hmm. right? And then they let they were in the desert. They were never intended to be there for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Can this be used as a generational curse example? Because they were in the desert for 40 years and they literally complained the whole time while God gave them manna from the sky, mm -hmm. you know, and like literally provided for them. Yeah. But because of them their kids and maybe their grandkids oh i don't say children's and then children's their children's children were there for 40 years and they never got to see the promised land can that be used as a generational curse example or did mm. i just you, um, go off on a tangent and just my cause coffee has i mean I, I think it goes off to like in the beginning when adam first sinned and was disobedient to god so i just think that just kept going through the generations and time after time God's people just kept being disobedient so maybe yeah you know maybe it can be considered a generational curse because of disobedience this will be disobedient to God and we see that now in the world everybody partial is obedience to God. is still disobedience yes, guys it is so like that's another thing too because I feel like some of us do it like we know that we have to be fully ob obedient but we're just too comfortable too comfortable to to not I also wrote down um it says whatever isn't is not transformed will be transferred Ooh. when i heard that it like it really hit me hard because i'm like even as a believer there's certain things that we need to transform in our lives in order for it not to be transferred so say like even as christians we still get angry but if we let that anger you know grow and grow and if yeah. we don't put a stop to it and then in my personal life i could see it in my son or something mm -hmm. you know they start acting a certain way because of me so if i'm not transforming that i'm basically going to be transferring it to my kids and then later down the line i'm gonna start seeing a cycle you know and in my personal life i've seen it happening so i've took initiative put in god's hands prayed to him to help me with this you know with anger in the past you know i've been pretty good you know <laughs> but past. um you can you can really see it like they literally say your children are a reflection of you of yeah, the parents that's so true so if you're literally like if i'm being disrespectful to my wife my son's going to see that. Or if my wife is being disrespectful to me, my daughter's going to see that. You know, so we have to transform those things in our own lives so it won't transfer into them. I have a question. 
Can you break generational curses? Of course, you can do it over your life. But can you do it like over? And you can, since you're breaking it off of your life, you're breaking it off your kid's life, right? Yeah. But can you pray for somebody else's generational curses to be broken? Or Whoa. like, let's say I, I'm praying for like, I don't know, my cousin's generational curses. Can I do that? Or is that not allowed? Well, I also, sorry. But I was, well, you could also see in this perspective, like when you were marrying Pep, for example, I'm sure your prayer now for your kids and their future kids is that whatever generational curses that Pep may have, that those get broken, you know? Mm -hmm. So wouldn't wouldn't that be the same idea for you to pray over someone? No? I think at the end of the day, it it comes down to the person. Like, they have to make that decision and that prayer over their lives. I mean, we can... Me personally, me, like, Lord, reveal it to them what that generational uh-huh. curse is. You know, help them find out what's that thing. You know, because we all know certain areas in our lives where we're like, dude, my, my mom was like this. Or yeah. my dad was like this. My gosh. Mom, I'm just like you. And so, you know, like. <laughs> like the spitting image thing of or my mother. Thing? <laughs> it's a great thing. We're not. amazing. No, like, I'm really like her. Oh, wow. That's like, in beautiful. everything that we do. It's very beautiful. I'm glad to have her on the team then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being for real. <laughs> Yeah, but <clears throat> so like one example, if I can use you, Henry, Go ahead. can you break off Armani's generational curses because you are not his biological father or do you still have that authority as his father to break it off? That's a good question. Wow. I believe like me, like in my life, like I said, diabetes was a big one, but I took the initiative to that. Mm-hmm. What I, what I, me personally, what I'm doing and my wife is we're implementing in his mind that, you know, you're going to pray against this. You're going to pray against any generational curse, you know, and um, you're like guiding him to the guiding right way him to so do it. When he's older, he knows how to come against it mm. himself, you know, because I feel like I came against it on my own. Mm. Like, yeah, my mom took us to church and everything, you know, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's something that I had to do to break it off myself. And I wrote down, it says I wrote down. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, generational curses didn't start with me, but they will end with me. Period. It ran into my, in my family until it ran into me. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote so, that down too. So I, I declare that. I'm going to share that with Monty <laughs> when I get home. Mm-hmm. So it didn't start with you, but it's going to end with you. Period. So I believe that, yes, I can pray over him. God, protect him. Keep him healthy. You know, I'll remind him of the word. I'll teach him these things. I'll teach him about generational curses. I'll teach him about strongholds. You know, so he can know how to. You're literally fight training him up that. in the way he should go. Yeah, he'd be preaching Probably to me sometimes. So you'll see, you'll probably hear him in a podcast one day. Oh, <laughs> period. Me <laughs> say less. Him and Meech, Period. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of one of my question, big questions I had because uh, another, like I said, we're warring for our family mm-hmm. and our kids. So we have the authority as their parents. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have their authority as their parents to declare and decree and bind things if we have to, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can break off these generational curses and we have to train them up the way they should go. Mm -hmm. No, but I wanted to say, like, don't get it twisted. Don't stop praying for your kids. Don't stop praying against those generational curses. Like, you do it. Is it one and done, like... Is it like, oh, I'll just like pray today and I'll pray a really good prayer and then no. I'm done? No, nah, you can't do that. You got to stay faithful. You got to keep doing it. It's a lifestyle. It's not a once in a while thing. That's that's one thing, too, because I feel like 
we forget that we're in a, in a real war. Like I tell my kids all the time and they're like, mom, you're so, you're so annoying. You're everything is so demonic to you. And I'm like, <laughs> you're being demonic. <laughs> <laughs> like no, you real. are. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm gonna cast it out. I'm just kidding. No, but so I always, like, just leave me alone. <laughs> no, but I always tell them, I'm like, there's a war going on that you don't know is going on. Like yeah. it's literally going on and we're just acting like we don't see it because we can't see it. So I always tell my kids that they have to, you know, guard their heart and like they have to pray all the time and they have to do all these things. And they look at me crazy, but I'm I'm really praying that I'm sowing something <laughs> because in them. So when yeah, they're older, I pray that I'm sowing something into my dogs <laughs> <laughs> other than the ch- uh, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. <laughs> now you're getting prepared for when you do have children. Yeah, for right. A, no, she gets them like real meals, guys. <laughs> no, I really do. <laughs> Chipotle. They probably eat better than I do. <laughs> they eat better than me. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you guys what I had last last weekend because that was insane. I also want to share something. Um, all this stuff about spiritual warfare, generational curses, strongholds. Throughout the years, you really didn't really hear about these things. How you're hearing Honestly, it now? Honestly, I feel like for a good time, it's good that you brought that up because I feel like for a good time, it kind of died down, mm-hmm. like completely. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I can't. Re- mm, no, I can't. But. What I mean to say is that for really, at least within our church, I'll be completely honest, maybe for like a good, I want to say at least three years, like there is no sight of like deliverances or anything along those lines because it just completely died down. And I'm sure that it just wasn't our church, Mm -hmm. if not, it was like other churches. And I think a lot of it has to do with now. I'm going into a whole different topic now, but I feel like now so many people are, um, they're kind of like feel good Christians and they kind of don't want to talk about like the bad things, not the bad things, but like what comes they with like actual Christian. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I heard, I heard, well, I didn't hear a quote. My sister-in-law told me that there's a, there's such thing as a good Christian mm-hmm. and a holy Christian. Oh yes. You mm-hmm. told me this. So I feel like now we are really tr- like, I don't know. I, I've been into this since I was like, I don't know, since I became a Christian, I feel like, I feel like I've been into like the supernatural realm and how we can defeat like demons and stuff. And I remember me and you, Henry, like we had like a little study going on and my sister was like, yeah, no, (laughs) like not right now. I'm not in it, but not into it right now. But I feel like if you, how can I say this nicely? There is no way. (laughs) If you're just comfortable warming up a pew, and I'm not saying just serving, but if you're just comfortable warming up a pew and looking cute and raising your hand, like, I'm sorry, but you're letting the devil win. Mm -hmm. You're literally letting the devil win. And if even if you don't want to believe it, if you don't want to study it, if you don't want to hear our podcast about it or whoever's podcast, videos, whatever, you, it's still going on. Mm -hmm. And by you not knowing you're letting the enemy win but you and i acknowledge yeah i think many people choose to ignore it just because i think realistically speaking it scares him (laughs) if we're being completely honest i mean it's scary yeah yeah because i feel like i think it goes back to what henry was saying like not many people talk about it to be honest or they didn't for a really long time Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay well how do i equip myself for such thing you know that's the church's job we've been failing in how to teach people Mm. i believe that's why god is raising up so many people to to speak about this you know we see a lot of people coming up you know speaking about these things you know shout out isaiah saldivar you know vlad you know uh, john ramirez yeah alexander pagani you know all these brothers are like literally talking about this consistently because 
the church has failed in that. Like they teach you, yeah, come to Christ, you know, give your life to him and, you know, change the way that you are. Which you is know, yes, but, but wait, okay, hold on. Super random question. Now I'm completely off topic. Sorry. A question just comes to mind. Um so okay, I might be like tying in too many things right now, but maybe you guys could help me answer this. So you know how like we just talked about generational curses, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can demonic spirits be like a generational curse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's it? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just, like, wondering. Well, that's why when you're in deliverance, you see people that go through certain things and sometimes demons manifest and be like, how long have you been in there? Oh, since the parents. Yeah. You know, since the parents were, since he was young because the parents gave me legal rights to his life. Oh, wow. So they do. From generation to generation, they do. They do. Yeah. So that's, like, another thing you would have to break off. Yeah. But right? that's like strongholds. Strongholds gives them that authority over your life because they just sit there and they're comfortable with you being that certain way. And they're just they're just chilling. And you not acknowledging mm-hmm. it because you don't even know because you think that that's how you are. Mm-hmm. Like it literally all ties into together, like strongholds, demons, generational curses. Yeah. And that's why we had to have this conversation because I feel like, um, yeah, a lot of people don't talk about it and it needs to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. Per. But. Yeah, demons can attach yourself. Literally, they attach to anything, right? Like, if I'm not mistaken, like, a stronghold. Like I said, it was a room, so they're staying there. Mm-hmm. So it's, they're comfortable there. A stronghold, an open door. You literally open the door to a demon. A generational curse that has been passed down from person to person to person, generation to generation. I even heard about this one deliverance Um, one time that Isaiah Saldivar was saying on his podcast that he did a deliverance on a lady, and she was like, well, the, dem- the demon was manifesting and that he was like, how long have you been in there? And he was like, I've been in there since 1930 something mm-hmm. like years, like decades ago, like, like forever mm-hmm. ago. So, OK, this might be like a really dumb question. Then <laughs> There's no dumb there questions. OK, so would you say there is no dumb questions? So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so would generational curses be demonic spirits or no? Not necessarily. Like, mm, does that make any sense? Mm, uh, not like really, a, huh? I, like, I for example, um, okay, for example, like in my family, like something that, and from both sides, mm-hmm. um, that's very, very common would have to be like divorces. Like mm-hmm. 100% the most common thing ever. Like I, there's a spirit behind it. Mm-hmm. Got it. There's a spirit behind the spirit of divorce, which is like separation. Uh, You don't want to like, commit you don't want to i don't know it's just like there's a spirit of division spirit of uh, leviathan i'm just kidding (laughs) no but like there's a spirit behind it Mm -hmm. there's a spirit behind that there's a spirit behind feminism there's always a spirit behind your actions or your generational curse if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. henry i agree makes sense okay i agree okay (laughs) i mean we know that they go from gener- generation to generation. Yeah. They're doing deliverance. They're literally telling us, like, I've been here since this day. Yeah. You know, and they just attach to those. Like I said, str- for me, strongholds and generational curses go hand in hand. Okay. You know, because they, they dwell within your strongholds, you know, and they they stay there and they're just comfortable and they just make a home for themselves. And then next thing you know, that the it just keeps transferring from one. Gen- I mean, just the fact that we're speaking on topics that are spiritual, you know, spiritual warfare. You know, as a Christian, most people don't think that they think, okay, now my life is going to get better. 
Oh, now this is and a lot of people think we're perfect and our lives are perfect. Oh my God! If only y'all knew, like I cry myself <laughs> to yeah. sleep so many times. You know, and, um, I think I think the ch- like the church, you know, us like it's really time that we start like equipping ourselves and start teaching other people like mm-hmm. we're doing now. Like mm-hmm. literally, the Bible tells us to arm ourselves every day with the armor of God. Yes, but in reality, do Christians do it? No, not really. Do, do, do you, churches? Does anybody speak on know that? what the armor of God is? Okay, thank you. Go carry on, Henry. <laughs> like, are you legit asking us a question? No, I know you guys know, but I was asking our listeners. Well, you oh. should tell them in case they don't. And know. I was like, oh, they're gonna be like, damn, they don't even know they're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I taught my kids and my family's yeah. kids about the armor of God like three years ago on Halloween. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we are not doing this. We didn't celebrate it. And you I know, took I'm gonna be completely honest. I feel like the armor of God is not spoken about anymore at all whatsoever. Like, I feel like it was very used back in the day. Like, very much so back in the day. And I feel like now that there's, like, new generations, I guess you can say, I feel like people just don't talk about it. I should have went to prayer service last Monday. Period. I was there. My fault. (laughs) (laughs) Smoked on that. No, but I feel like it's just... So, for example, our church is a product of a generational blessing. Right? Mm. We had Pastor Ruben Sr., break his generational curses off and was like not it ran into me i mean it ran in my family till it ran into me he took that literal so now his kids are serving in church yes so that's amazing so then their kids are going to also be you know they're going to be trained exactly how they were trained but with that also comes with new people like us like we weren't we didn't i wasn't raised in church okay. my sister wasn't raised in church henry wasn't raised in church or was. he was he was <clears throat> but we weren't raised in church and some things for us are not as obvious as it is for for people that were raised in church mm-hmm. like we literally i've learned about the the spiritual armor and all that stuff yeah. i literally learned about that when i read my bible and if okay. and it's not that you sh- I mean yes you should read your bible but it's also like we have to teach other people yes. about it because especially if you're new i think that's it's not the obvious. thing is that yeah i think that's the thing that we're missing i guess you can say is that now so many people go and visit a church but it's, do they take anything from it you know mm-hmm. what i mean cuz at times they're so new but it's also like we can be giving a fire word and if it just goes in the wrong soil like you're just not going to receive you're it you right because I feel like there's been fire words. There's always fire words. And sometimes, like, I ask other people, like, how, how did you think? What did you think about the church? They'll be like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, bro, this was, like, the best message ever. Like, mm-hmm. I literally learned so much. And it's just if you're going in there without a open heart open heart and, like, good soil for the word to land on, you're just going to walk out and be like, it was cool. Respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also underst- got to understand that people in the world have a veil over their eyes so they don't see things the way we do yeah so one thing that i've learned is i mean man prayer is a powerful weapon mm-hmm. for spiritual warfare i learned to to pray like lord remove that veil that the enemy has put in there and there's no right way to pray you guys uh-huh. <laughs> just wait that one out there yeah but i think there's different ways to pray yes. but you just pray however you want and then um later down the line we'll start teaching you how to do oh, spiritual stuff. warfare prayers and stuff to come against the enemy but but yeah like i started praying for like lord like make the heart of stone turn to a heart of flesh so they may feel you may feel your presence remove that veil from their eyes so they can can see what you're doing you know and then the enemy just 
has that veil over their eyes and they just come in and we're like, dude, did you like the service? And you're so excited. And they're like, eh. yeah, that's <laughs> and you're like, like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, <laughs> all, right. Cool. all right, cool. Bye. You're like, I thought it was great, but I mean, I guess <laughs> yet again, what do I know? Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of hard. But with another thing. So let's get back to the, the generational topic. curses. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we, we go off topic a lot. Sorry, guys. But yeah, if you guys don't know about your spiritual armor, I suggest you read your Bible. Yeah, that's your homework. That's mm-hmm. your homework, guys. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, mm-hmm. the sword of the spirit, and the shoes of peace. Shield yeah. of faith. And the shield of faith. I forget that one all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I suggest you guys read your word. And they can find that. I I want to say that's in Romans. That's Ephesians Ephesians, 6. Ephesians 6. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. I need to read my Bible. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But um, one thing I want to say is, as believers in Christ, we need to make the Lord our stronghold. He mm. is our safe place and our refuge. That's beautiful. So what's the difference, guys, with a stronghold and a generational curse? Because they sound the same. <laughs> well, well, according I put, to I put Michelle. Down, oh, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. According to Michelle, because she's a little shy or whatever. <laughs> she says that um, a stronghold, in a way, is what you create right it's something that you create what well <laughs> me let me get my thoughts together meanwhile a generational curse is something that is passed down from one generation to another which makes sense because if a stronghold if i'm like but this is where i'm a little confused what <laughs> sorry you guys probably think i'm the dumbest person ever and a stronghold so sorry. Become a stop with that curse. yes Can a stronghold exactly. become a generational curse because yeah well it makes sense because if you think about like if you think a certain way i'm 90 percent sure once you start having kids you kind of begin to instill that in them exactly that same mentality that you have they may begin to have because honestly we see it within so many families where they sit there and they're like um well i can't get a better life because this is just like poverty poverty is is literally a generational curse yes and i also think it might be a stronghold because it's like you could definitely they're really similar a lot of them have the same things exactly so like i said earlier if it's not transformed it will be transferred that's literally and even as a as a believer like one like i was telling rose a stronghold as a believer that i've had for for a couple years is like it's not necessarily fear but Oh yeah, it is fear. Fear of like fear of um hypochondria? No, hypochondria. Fear of um Oh my gosh, my mind went blank. Fear of of uh, disappointing God. Oh. Fear oh. of disappointing God and Wait, feeling unworthy. Deep, you know, like I'm I not think all of to us have there. that. Yeah. Like and I'm just like man, it is and it believe it or not, it's hindered me from my calling for a long time. A long time. To the point where I sat down, I I let everything so go. So do you fear like disappointing him or do you fear that like it's not your calling? You're just like, Oh my god, like No, I know, it? I know it's oh, my okay, calling her. because God has reassured me over and over again, but mm. I put these excuses. My fear is that like it's not my calling and I'm just going off of my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. that's what you have that's to pray nah, god reassures you and then once you like i mean <laughs> you know i feel like you know what your calling is yeah and god tends to make you uncomfortable so you can like fulfill that calling in your life you wait know? okay is there anything as like a holy cr- like stronghold like any holy stronghold yeah jesus yeah. jesus yeah, is a stronghold. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> make him our stronghold okay cool make yeah. him our safe place Okay, beautiful. Okay, yes, be because him. a stronghold is your mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And your habits. Mm-hmm. Okay, duh. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Holy strongholds. Yes. <laughs> okay. I wrote down that generational 
curses is a consequence of our ancestors, our generations before. So that kind of ties out to what she said. I kind of thought about that too. That strongholds are kind of some things that that we tend to make in our own lives, even as Christians. Like I said earlier, you know, I thought that that was a stronghold, and I had to like confront it and tell God, like, take this away from me. If it's, I mean, man, we could be here all day talking about it, but like, literally, like. I mean, a lot of times people don't like saying, give it to God, you know, because it mm-hmm. sounds easier said than done. Well, but I really had to say, like... sometimes it's hard, like, give it to God. Yeah, God. I was just like, you know what, God? I mean, just the other week, Pastor Eli was preaching, mm-hmm. like, here I am. And I'm like... At the end, he was like, you know... I felt like God literally told me, if you're ready, you know, go up to the altar. And I was just like, man, I don't know. I ain't trying <laughs> to. Just putting all these things in, like... It's just working again, like, fear unworthiness all these things are just holding me but when i was able to overcome it i literally like tore that stronghold down i tore it down because i just said you know what screw this i'm gonna just go up there yeah and literally god was speaking to me and i felt like those those strongholds that i had as a believer came off my life because it was really really hindering me from doing what i was called to do like to the point where i was just dodging everything that had to do with preaching or dodging certain things to take me to the next level that God wants me to do and I was just like you know what Lord enough is enough yes I'll do it what you want me to do I'll do it yeah guys and we want to let you know that we're still learning too mm-hmm. yeah we are still I'm definitely learning as you guys can tell by um, the amounts of questions I have <laughs> <laughs> we're still learning we're still you know renewing everything our minds and we're asking God for to reveal us mm-hmm. our strongholds and our generational curses to break them off but yeah, guys, is there anything else you would like to say, Henry, before we end this podcast? Jesus loves y'all. He cares about y'all. And as Christians, I'm speaking a legendary movement. It's time for us to rise up. Period. Put on our armor, the full armor of God, and really like start fighting against the enemy. I know this is one thing that I hate hearing. No, you can't do that because you're calling the, the demons towards us. I hate when I hear that mm. because we're, we're warriors of God. Mm-hmm. We're soldiers of God and we need to be ready and we need to start taking the battle to the enemy, you know? And then like literally this last week and this week, I, I felt the enemy coming against me. Same. But, you know, now that I'm like preparing myself and I'm prepared more, yeah. I'm able to stand against him regardless of whatever he's trying to do. And my, my car, my physical health or whatever, I have this established in my mind now that I'm in a spiritual war and I'm learning the tools to come against those. And that's why we're here teaching you guys, because it's not just I'm a Christian and I'm going to live my life comfortably. No, it's a battle, a consistent battle. Yeah. And we're not looking for demons. We're not calling demons. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know, bringing them to us. We're literally exposing Mm -hmm. the plan and we're exposing their strategies and we are teaching you guys how to war against them. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully we're teaching you guys. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are grabbing this information and putting it to use because you can listen to it all you want. But if you don't put it to use, it's no point. Mm-hmm. So I would really, really um, encourage you guys to be in your word. I encourage you guys to put on the full armor of God. And also just ask people that you trust and you know they're going to help you pray to pray. Yeah, you, you know? guys could ask Henry because he. As we just want to encourage you guys to continue to read your word to. Pray. 
pray and fast and fat oh my gosh fast that's a topic for another podcast that's a topic mm. for another mm-hmm. but you there's some a good idea thank you there's <laughs> there is certain generational curses strongholds demons that cannot be casted out or casted down mm-hmm. without, without fasting, fasting mm-hmm. and okay we should fasting. definitely mm-hmm. talk about that so that will be another episode but yeah guys we just want to Go ahead and let you guys go. Oh, yeah. Um, Henry, let's say they want to reach out to you and whatever. <laughs> um, how can they do such thing? And, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys will put it on the, on the bottom of the description. Okay, per. But I am on Instagram. Save not soft. Was yes. saved. I think it's underscore, underscore not underscore soft, soft 415. Okay. And then Facebook is just Henry Rebus. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And thank you, Henry, for being a guest. Yes. We'll definitely bring you on another time. We too. will. For sure. Hopefully, Michelle will come, too. She well, will. she's here, but hopefully next time she'll talk. <laughs> yeah, yes. She's literally sitting right in front of me. <laughs> and she's looking at her phone because she's shy. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> and she's drinking her Dutch. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. See ya.